the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues, the challenges that face today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, most of us know that Mother's Day is on the second Sunday in May, and it happens to be tomorrow, May 13th, which is also my birthday. I always get upset with my wife and say, hey, why do I have to share my birthday with all (laughs) y'all? But that's okay. I was born on Mother's Day, so it was a special gift to my mom. Amen to that. (laughs) And tonight we're going to hold off on our new series, The Ten Characteristics of Satan as it relates to, to Hitman, in honor of Mother's Day. Most people will be spending time with their mothers, their grandmothers, or their wives by taking them out to dinner or buying them gifts and showing them their appreciation. Even if your mother has passed away, uh, you may be reflecting on great memories or things that you appreciate about your mother. Tonight, Dr. Buckner will be talking about the greatest advice we can get from a mother, the greatest advice ever given to the world by a mother. So stay tuned, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and uh, happy birthday to you in, <laughs> in advance. And uh, and we want to say uh, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there uh, in uh, Radio Land. And we thank you uh, this evening for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by the program tonight. Well, uh, our text tonight is found in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And I will not read all of those verses of Scripture because the key verse that I want to key in on is John 2 and verse 5. John 2 and verse 5. Uh, His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And my title uh, for this uh, Mother's Day message is uh, The Greatest Advice a Mother Could Give to the World. The Greatest Advice a Mother Could Give to the World. By way of introduction, in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, the Apostle John, through the power of the Holy Spirit, relates and shares with us the first great sign or miracle performed by Jesus to demonstrate his deity, that he truly is God in turning the water into wine. Listen, only God can create from nothing and bring it into something like he did when he created the universe, the cosmos, out of nothing into something. God stepped out on nothing and grabbed a handful of nothing and threw it nowhere, and it became a universe. The same is true when Jesus, as God, created from nothing and brought it into something by turning the water into wine. 
Oh, what an awesome God we serve. In the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John is so powerful, and the Apostle John identifies eight miracles, eight miracles in his Gospel that constitute signs and confirmation that Jesus was truly God, and each of these eight miracles were all unique and uniquely different. No one or two were alike. Now, my purpose in teaching on John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, is not to do an exegetical full teaching on this verse by verse, but rather to key on an important thing that Mary, the mother of Jesus, said in John chapter 2, verse 5. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Now, this is the greatest advice that any mother can give, not only on Mother's Day, but every day. This is a thing that every mother should be saying to her family and those that she works with, whatsoever Jesus says, do it. The big question is, are you as a mother doing this not only in your home, in your marriage, but in the church and in the community at large? Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Oh, what a challenge. What a critical challenge to all of us, to the entire world. Not only uh, Jesus' mother is giving us this challenge, but this is a challenge to every pastor, every layperson, every teacher, every evangelist, missionary, and Christian counselors. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. I believe if we don't give this warning and this challenge out to a lost world, then God will hold us all accountable on the day of judgment before the beam of God. If we don't give this challenge to our homes, to our marriage, to our churches, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. This is such a powerful word and uh, encouragement coming from the mother of Jesus. You see, even Mary herself was challenged to recognize that Jesus was not as a son only, but he was uh, the promised Messiah, the Son of God, or God the Son. And when she recognized this, she challenged everybody at the wedding feast of Cana. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Mary, the mother of Jesus, challenges the people of her day to be obedient to Jesus in two ways. To be obedient to Jesus in two ways. You may want to write these down. She challenges them in two ways to be obedient to Jesus. Number one, what he says unto you. You know, Jesus has said a lot of things to us. And uh, then the second thing is to do it. He says it, and then we are to execute doing what he says. And you remember Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, many will say, now notice the word say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, did we not do this and do that in your name? But he says, I will profess to you, I never knew you because you did not do the will of my Father. See, Jesus puts in Matthew chapter 7, 
the say and the do. You know, uh, it's not just adding to what he says, the ifs, buts, and complaints, but it is doing it. Belichick, the coach of the Patriots, one of the things that he always always says to his team, do your job. And this is one of the reasons why they've won so many Super Bowls, because they do their job. We need to do our job in the Lord. Mary, the mother of Jesus, gave the greatest advice to the world. In John 2 and 5, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Don't just say it, but do it. Live it. Don't let it just be on your lips, but live it in your life. Listen to this now. If the Roman Catholic Church would listen to Mary, they put so much emphasis upon Mary, if they would listen to Mary on this and obey this saying, I believe a great revival will happen in the Roman Catholic Church and seeing people turn to Jesus, not to Mary. Mary never did emphasize worshiping her, even though in the Catholic Church they worship Mary. In John chapter 2, verse 5, Mary didn't say, Whatsoever I say unto you, do, but whatsoever he saith unto you, do. It is blasphemy to call Mary the redemptrix, mediatrix, rosary, or co-savior. It's even a blasphemy to talk about the perpetual virginity or the immaculate conception. It's not the immaculate conception. It's the immaculate deception. That's what it is. Mary would have rebuked them or the Catholic Church if she was living today on these issues. Even elevating the Pope and giving him the extra cathedral authority and even calling priests fathers. Jesus rebuked this teaching in Matthew 23 and 9, where he says, And it called no man your father upon earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Now, Jesus is not rebuking us calling our biological father's father, but he's rebuking them for calling a father a father in the religious sense. So in conclusion, let me say this. Let's never forget the greatest advice a mother could give to the entire world. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Oh, if cults would listen to this, don't do what the leaders say in your cult movement. Do what Jesus says. If false religions would remember this and do it, they would repent of the false religions that they're involved with, the new age into spirituality, need to listen to whatsoever he saith until you do it. Atheists, agnostic, and skeptics. The greatest advice a mother can give on Mother's Day and every day, whatsoever he saith until you do it. Mary, listen to this now, Mary honored Jesus. Mary worshiped Jesus. Mary loved Jesus above others, even herself. Mary honored Jesus as God before the cross, during the cross, after the cross, and she honored Jesus as God with 
others before the day of Pentecost. We find in Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. You may want to write this down. In Acts chapter 1, verse 14, it says, These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, with them and the brethren. Mary, there in Acts chapter 1, verse 14, is praying to Jesus. Why are you praying to Jesus in the uh, to Mary in the Catholic Church? You need to be praying to Jesus because that's what Mary did. Jesus on the cross. Now listen to this. Jesus on the cross, he made sure that John was going to take care of his mother. One of the seven last sayings that Jesus said on the cross was, Woman, behold thy son, and son, behold thy mother. The son, he was talking about John. On the cross, Jesus was carrying and bearing the weight of the sins of the world upon his shoulders. And yet Jesus saw it to make sure that his mother was taken care of after he was gone. Jesus didn't put his mother into some nursing home facility for others to take care of her. You know, he literally told John to take care of his mother. I know there's exceptions to the rule here. And now, but we need to make that a rare exception. Now, I know these are really, like I said, exceptions, but we need to make it a rare exception when it comes to our mothers because they took care of us. And we need to take care of them. Jesus as God is dealing with the eternal matters. But Jesus as, as man is dealing with uh, showing all of us today how important it is to take care of our mothers. Mary gave the greatest advice to the world. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Now, let me say this in, in closing on this message. Whatsoever he said until you do it, one of the greatest things that Jesus said to all of us is this. He said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. One of the greatest things that Jesus said was in John 3 and 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. One of the greatest things that Jesus said, If you don't repent, you will all likewise perish. These are great things that Jesus said to all of us. And if we repent tonight and accept him as Lord and Savior and confess our sins and repent and turn from those sins, he will forgive us. Remember this message. The greatest advice a mother could ever give to the world was Mary. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. The big question is, are you doing it? He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right. It's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Barry, a pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we're here to pray with you. Tell us about how uh, you feel about your mother this weekend. Give us a call. How has this message touched you regarding your moms? We want to hear that tonight. And once again, we want to begin by thanking everyone who's been praying for contending for the faith. Without your diligent prayers, we could not have been on the air for this long. We also want to thank those who gave this week, Jackie, Richard, and Carol, Andy, Ann, 
And uh, we just want to remind everyone that it, it does cost us 400 a week to stay on the air. We need your help because we are listener-supported. If you've been blessed by this ministry and uh, Dr. Buckner's teachings over the years, isn't it high time that you partnered with us financially to keep this vital ministry on the air? We need your help through prayer, and we need your partnership through your financial support. There's two ways to donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier, guys. Just simply get on your laptop, your smartphone, your tablet, your computer. Go online to contendingfaith.org contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button. It is that simple and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. You will be a blessing by helping us keep this program alive and well on the air so that so many folks can listen and have access to the truth of God's word. Uh, We just wanted to let you know that we will be out of the studio next Saturday, May the 19th. Uh, That weekend, Dr. Buckner's son, Benjamin, will be graduating from Sonoma State with a bachelor's degree in psychology. This young man is a 4.0 student. He has the highest grades in his class. He's a teacher's assistant uh, in two two of his classes. He's just an amazing young man that God has just blessed and anointed. And I know Dr. Buckner is extremely proud, him and Nancy. They did a great job raising him up, and uh, so we're just excited that to see how God is moving in Benjamin's life, and we know God has a great plan for him. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, and that is so true. We are very proud of our son uh, in uh, j- junior college. He was a 4.0, and then when he went to a four-year college, he uh, continued with a 4.0 and the highest in the class. <clears throat> so God has blessed him with a tremendous mind. But above that, he is a strong Christian in the Lord and is a leader in our ministry. And we just thank God for our son, Benjamin, and we're looking forward to uh, celebrating uh, his graduation. And then he's going to move on to get a master's degree. So Uh, Keep uh, Benjamin in your prayers, and we appreciate that uh, from all of you out there. And again, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there, and uh, maybe some of you might want to call in and just share with us how God has been using you throughout the years. We'd like to hear from you and how he's been blessing you. And even some of the uh, people who are children of mothers, we'd like for you to call in and share some of your testimony as well. Well, Brother Gary, let's get to uh, some of our callers. All right. We have, uh, I think, Brother Cece's on line one, waiting to get on. Cece, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Oh, we're truly blessed. And how about yourself? Um, it's been a pretty rough day, but uh, the, the message gave me encouragement. Yes. Just remember Philippians 4 and 13. You know what that is? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's why I've been, I've been quoting that. I've been quoting that over and over, over um, throughout throughout the day. Amen. Well, you keep doing that, and God is going to continue to give you that strength uh, through Christ to be able to make it through. And we trust that you got encouraged by the Word tonight. 
Yes, I did. I, I really I did. I didn't know you was gonna do a, um, um, a Mother's Day message, but uh, that was that was an awesome message. Again, you know, I can only tell it in the sound bite, sound bite form, but it was very, very, very. It was very, very powerful what you said and how you how you used that verse in John chapter two. I never heard a, I never heard a pastor preach that since I've been living. Amen. Well, it's quite a title title as well. So we. Thank God for the title that he gave me on that. And uh, would you like to share for a moment uh, what your mother means to you? My mother means a lot to me. Rosalinda, you know, I, I, I always pray for her. Um, have you guys pray for her every every time I call. And my mother has just been a big influence in my life. You know, when I was a, a kid, um, she would often sacrifice and go without so that I could have. And she showed me a lot of love. Um and she just she showered me with a lot of gifts, but but most important of all, what she did is, as a little boy when I was eleven years old, she sat down with me, and she opened the Bible up to me, and she began to share Christ with me, and she shared to me about the tribulation and about you know how if your sins are not covered, you will go to hell. And by her doing that, what it did is encourage me. Where I went, got me a little uh, a little Bible, small little Bible, and I began to go out to preach the gospel to little kids and tell them about Jesus, and then even went out and said to homeless. And those words that she said to me, and then she always would tell me about the verse that children should obey them, uh, you know, obey your parents, and that stuff, it, it, stuck, it stuck with me. You know, I went out and I started evangelizing. I was just passing out Bibles and preaching Christ, and a lot of people who saw me as a little boy said, this is an unusual little boy. Like, we never seen a kid, like, you know, and they always say I was, like, really mature, and I... I thank that for my mother. First of all, I thank God for using my mother in a way. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day to her and all the other mothers out there because she made an impact in my life that has that caused the pair of fruit, even right now, me, even me um, being where I am right now. And I, I owe it all to God through using her. And what's so interesting is you use, you, you use that, uh, you talked about how Jesus looked after his uh, mother Mary on the cross. And that's a prayer that I pray over, pray over my mother um, on Wednesdays and Saturdays. I, I'll tell Jesus, said, the, um, look after my mother like you looked after Mary when you were hanging on the cross, dying between two thieves, bleeding and dying for the sins of the world. And that's a prayer, and that's actually something I was going to share with somebody later on. And so when you said that, I was like, whoa, just flashed a light bulb in my head. So I just want to say thank God that he used you for that message, and I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And that is a very powerful, it, what Mary said also, that that is what mothers should be doing. Amen. Well, thank you so much, uh, CC, for your input around the message as well as uh, sharing around your mother. Uh, you know, uh, that's touching, and I know some people out there has gotten touched by that. Uh, mothers need to constantly realize uh, you mothers out there that are not teaching your children about uh, the Lord, you know, it's never too late. And you don't want to be held accountable before God uh, for not uh, teaching your children. And because every child uh, is a gift uh, from uh, God. And uh, because they are a gift from God, we better take that serious. And this is what uh, Timothy's uh, mother and grandmother, they taught Timothy. And look at how he turned out to be uh, 
you know, working with the Apostle Paul as a great leader of the early church, you never know what uh, a child is going to turn out to be when you invest in them. I can say that about my own mother, too. Uh, Even though my father was not there, my mother was there, and she planted that seed and and took us to church. And and now she, God blessed her womb in two ways. Uh, I'm a preacher as well as my brother, my older brother, who's about five years older than me. He was a former principal in Bakersfield, and now he's a preacher and a good preacher, too. And, you know, he was a, he's a historian. So, uh, you know, you just never know what God's going to do when we plant that seed into uh, children. Well, uh, what's on your heart tonight? What question you have? I've been wondering. I want to ask you about this verse in Romans eight twenty three. I've been I've been looking at it and it's really been jumping out at me. Well, a lot of a lot of these verses have been jumping out at me. I have to have to dissect them little by little by getting information from you. But um, I was wondering if you could help me with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <clears throat> why don't you read it so the listening audience can know what you're talking about? Okay, I'll start in verse twenty two because it sort of sets the stage. It says, um, "If it's okay with you." Yes. Okay, all right, make it sure. Okay, it says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a very good scripture. <clears throat> And it's good you're looking at some verses before that. Uh, let me just kind of break this down the best I can for you in the limited time that we have. And the Apostle Paul is really, in this chapter, really, um, you know, teaching on uh, the redemption of the creation, but also the redemption of our bodies as well. You know, the book of Romans, let me say this about the book of Romans to give people an overview of the book of Romans. I taught on this as a professor. Um, The book of Romans has um, uh, five major doctrines to them, five major doctrines, okay? And some of you might want to write this down. The five major doctrines, and once you get the five major doctrines down of the book of Romans, you're able to break it down. So the first doctrine of uh, the book of Romans is, uh, and they all sound alike, is condemnation. And, you know, it talks about in Romans 8 and 1, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ. So that's the first one uh, that we need to know, that there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ. All of these sound alike. The second major doctrine of the book of Romans is justification. And that means in Christ, just as if I've never sinned. The word sounds like that. And then the, um, the, we, that, that means we've actually been acquitted. It's a legal term. We've been acquitted from sin because of Christ. And then the third one is sanctification. That is set apart, made holy in Christ. And this is one that a lot of people never hear about, and they never teach about this in a lot of churches, is consecration. Consecration is, refers to dedication. That's what is found in Romans 12, 1 and 2. You know, what talks about presenting our bodies and our minds being transformed. That's dedication. And then the last major doctrine of the book of Romans is glorification. All of these sound alike. 
and it's powerful when you think about it. So in Romans chapter 8, uh, the emphasis is upon the last major doctrine that Paul is arguing upon is glorification uh, of the universe, you know, uh, because verse 19, the, er- the earnest expectation of the, the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. And uh, it talks about this in relationship to the earth as well. And then he gets on down to talking about uh, us uh, waiting the adoption of the body. Now, now it says, and not only they, but ourselves also, meaning not only the creation, but also ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Now, when he talks about the first fruits of the Spirit, Paul is kind of pretty much arguing an Old Testament principle of the first pieces of the that's produced appearing uh, off of a tree, uh, that they, they wait for the production of something coming off of a tree. They hope for that, you know, and he's paralleling that to the uh, fruit of the Spirit that it produces also in our lives when we allow the Holy Spirit to work. It, he produces Galatians 5 and 22, but which it says in, in verse 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, goodness, meekness, self-control. Uh, against such there is no law. So all of those pieces of the fruit of the Spirit is there when it talks about the Spirit, the fruit, the first fruits of the Spirit is referring to Galatians 5 and 22. Then when he says we we ourselves groan within ourselves. What he's saying there, when he uses the word groan within ourselves in the Greek, is referring to that when we fail the Lord in our own carnal, sinful nature, like Paul says in Romans chapter 7, every time I try to do good, evil is present with me. Thing that I hate, that is what I do. The struggle that we have, Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When we sometimes fail through word, deed, and thought, we groan. There's a groaning inside. But what happens is when we allow the Holy Spirit to take control and bear fruit in our life, as it talks about in John 15, much fruit, what happens is one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So the Holy Spirit controls us from falling into the things of the flesh. And then he gets into awaiting. That's the expectation awaiting in the future for the uh, adoption, the will, the redemption of our body. That is the glorification that one day we'll have a new body that will look like Christ's body. And that's why it says in in 1 John 3 and 2, it doth not appear what we shall be, but when he shall appear, we will be like him. Well, how was he? Well, we'll have the same type of spiritual body that Christ had in the day of glorification and redemption. So I added a lot more to this verse, but hopefully that helped to give you uh, tremendous insight on it. Yes, uh, thank you. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. So when he said the, the first fruits, he said um, that's tied into the Spirit? Yeah, that's tied into the Spirit of Galatians 5 and 22 and 23. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because sure. because the, says the fruit of the spirit is not plural; it's singular fruit. Because when the spirit takes control and we allow him to take control in our life, that's what he will bear in our lives is the fruit of the spirit. And then we also have the gifts of the spirit. So when you have all of those working, you become very powerful. Let's get your prayer request because we got a lineup of other callers. What's your prayer request? Uh, 
Um, if you can, just pray for my mother, Rosalinda. Um, pray for my, my family. Um, if, you, if you can lift them up. And I want to, um, and my friends as well. And I have some pressure around my head again. I just want to pray that that will come off. And if you can lift up again, Kevin Hart and um, Kevin, yeah, Kev, Kevin Hart and um, Eddie Murphy. Uh, uh, what's he called? Shaquille O'Neal. And then what's the other guy? Um, Tom Cruise. And then I want to, if you can, just lift your mom up too. Amen. Yeah, we praise the Lord for my mom and. Yeah. She's 91 and still lives on her own, Aurelia Taylor, and we thank God uh, for her. She came to our church and was dancing up a storm for the Lord uh, many, many months ago. So praise the Lord for her as well. Thank you for that. Uh, all righty. So, uh, Brother Gary, let's go before the Lord in, in prayer on this. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for the awesome opportunity, Lord God, to be able to come before the throne of grace you open that way for us, Lord God, and we thank you so much. We thank you called our names for the foundations of the earth. And we thank you, Lord God, for the mothers, the believing mothers who instilled so much into their children. Thank you for Dr. Buckner's mother. We thank you for Cece's mother, Rosalinda, for what they, they, the seeds that they planted, the teachings that they put into the lives of their children that have borne such great fruit. We pray that you bless them and protect them and keep them safe. We lift up... Um, CC's family and friends we pray for this pressure and this head to be alleviated we pray Lord God for these celebrities Kevin Hart and Eddie Murphy and Shaquille O'Neal and others we pray that you just minister to their hearts and to their lives bring people around them surround them with with godly people that people will share you with them Lord God people that are not afraid or ashamed of the gospel but uh, speak boldly into their lives Lord God because they care about them and they know that uh, they need a savior so Lord we thank you and praise you and give you glory in Jesus name amen amen thank you Cece for your call and God bless you and tell your mother we said happy Mother's Day oh thanks a lot all okay. right well it's time for us to take that commercial break We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I have to say this because we we usually don't get a chance uh, other than at the very end of the broadcast to just quickly say cer- certain things about our, our, our team. But we have to we, I just want to shout out to Vince. He's like the best engineer we've ever had. He's awesome. Uh, we we want to shout out to our, our good brother Frederick Manning. He's an, an incredible phone counselor. So when you call, he he's the voice you hear. Uh, and so we just want to just say, you know, we appreciate these these men, and and God has blessed us to have them as part of our ministry. So thank you guys once again. Um, and once again, we want to begin by thanking everyone else who has been praying for contending for the faith. It's an awesome thing to know that folks are praying for us. We know that we wouldn't be here without those prayers. It's just that reality. And it is also a reality that we won't be on the air unless you help us and partner with us financially. This is a listener-supported ministry. And without your support, we would not be on the air this long. And so as the summer months begin to uh, roll around here and people go on vacation, remember, don't go on vacation from your giving. It's tough time during the summer for a lot of ministries because so many folks are gone. They go on vacation and they stop giving. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's vitally important that, you know, as you partner with us, be consistent in prayer and be consistent in your giving. There's two ways that you can donate. 
Um, the first is send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And the second is so much easier. <laughs> if you own a smartphone, if you have a laptop or a tablet, you know, just simply go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. And it's that simple. You will be a blessing for this ministry, for time and eternity. You'll be a blessing for all those who are listening to this broadcast and those who just, you know, God directs to this, to the radio dial at that moment where they need to hear it. And he does that. Someone will be in their car surfing the stations and all of a sudden hears something that makes them stop. And it'll be this broadcast. And God will be speaking through to them through this ministry the exact words that they need to hear to be saved. We believe one day we will stand before God. He will say, look around and we'll look behind us. There'll be a multitude of people and we'll say, Lord, who are these folks? And he'll say, they're here because of the work that I called you to do. They're here because of the giving that so many gave during that broadcast. Their money opened the door for these people to hear the broadcast and be saved. And so that's you. We're all partners in this this work that God has called us to do. So don't take that lightly. It's, it's vital. It's important. And, you know, we will never know the true impact until we get to the other side um, of eternity. But we know it's going to be a, a great harvest. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those uh, encouraging and challenging words as well. And we're going to get uh, next to our next caller. Yes, Jermaine. Jermaine, how you doing? Oh, doing very well. Oh, righty, and uh, good to hear your voice. And uh, you have anything you'd like to share uh, before you get to your question regarding your mom? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm. I'm uh, I feel very fortunate to have had mother in my life, who, you know, like anybody, that wasn't perfect, but did the best she could to make sure at least I was I was adhering to many of the Christian principles that we all believe in and. I mentioned that because I, you know, I got to work with a lot of kids and some of my past careers, and the ones who don't have parents that that are Christians and and hear something to do when when they don't stick to those biblical principles, it, it just you see a difference. So I'm I'm thankful that I had a mother in my life. That that's probably the best thing I could say. Mm, very good. Well, thank you so much. And your mother's still living? Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. But thank you for sharing that. And what's on your heart tonight? Well, I wanted to talk to you guys about artificial intelligence. Um, it seems like to be one of the, the newer movements of our time. And I've just seen some things that I think are a bit concerning. And I even hear uh, people who I know are non-believers like Elon Musk and, and uh, the one who's deceased, Stephen Hawking, how they were warning against us pushing for artificial intelligence because they were afraid of what potentially could, you know, could come through the computer. And I wanted to see how that related biblically to, uh, I guess you could say, in the spiritual world, because if you don't believe in any demonic entities, you, 
it just seems like you'd be more susceptible to, to falling victim to them. And these machines I know had, I think it was Apple or someone there at one point, or I, I forget who it was, but at one point they turned the machines off in fear of what they were doing because they had formed their own language or they weren't communicating to each other. And I, I just wanted to hear your uh, point of view on that. Just, it just seems like a big can of worms that can go very, very badly. Oh, yeah. And I, I just want to say this, that, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're uh, dealing with, there's um, it's an oxymoron because on the um, concerning side, you know, a lot of this stuff that we are dealing with is like fake news and conspiracy theories and a lot of speculation, not revelation. And I've always said this, and others have said it too, that uh, Internet lies can lies can travel across the world before uh, truth can get its boots on. And uh, that's so, so true. Uh, even with uh, AI, uh, it's like, um, but I think on the on a positive note that um, the a lot of this stuff is a conditioning. I kind of call it a conditioning um, because it is preparing the hearts and minds of people in our world today. Uh, for the coming of the Antichrist, because I believe that uh, he will be using uh, some of this artificial intelligence and computers uh, to manipulate the world. And this fits into Revelation chapter 13, uh, that uh, no one will be able to buy and sell unless he take the mark of the beast, which is the number of a man, which is 666. Now, uh, numbers are computers, and computers are numbers. So, you know, the world is just going crazy when it comes to computers and Facebook and, uh, you know, eBay. Gary has always said this. We're more into eBay than obey, <laughs> you know. And so we're reaping what we have been sowing, and man is he's doing what is right in his own eyes. You know, this is the thing that happened uh, with God judging the world back during the time of Noah. He was doing that, which was right in his own eyes. And when it comes to computers and artificial intelligence and all of these things and Facebook and, and all these other things, man is doing again, what he feel is right in his own eyes. He's not doing what is right in the eyes of God. And, uh, you know, when they were building the Tower of Babel, a lot of people don't realize this. You know why they were building the Tower of Babel? Why is that? They were building the Tower of Babel. I was sharing this in our church, and people were guessing and trying to get it. They were building the Tower of Babel not to compete with God and to, uh, you know, overtake God and compete with God. They were into uh, the stars' worship, astrology. And they were worshiping the stars, and they were trying to get up to the stars. And the moon god back in that time was a worship thing, that they were worshiping the moon. And uh, so God got angry because man tried to do what was right in his own eyes, and he confined them and confused their language, and they couldn't understand one another. So Isaiah 55 says... 
As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than yours and my ways. We are to follow the ways of God, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, and not get caught up into uh, all of these artificial intelligence, get caught up into Facebook, get caught up into all of these things, because we need to be guided by the Spirit. There's nothing wrong with having a computer, but we better make sure that the computer doesn't have us, but God has us through the computer. That's so important. So hopefully that kind of helps you out, but it's just a lot of it. You just got to realize that it's conditioning man to get ready for this coming man of sin, and it's going to get worse and worse, uh, Brother Jermaine. Well, yeah, and I I agree with you, Dr. Buckner. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your call, my brother. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless. Was this another question somebody had? Uh, Yeah, they fell off the air, and so uh, I believe they wanted Not literally, huh? No. (laughs) (laughs) And when I hear people say they fell off the air, uh, hopefully that's not literally. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But they say it's not the fall, it's the sudden stop at the end. (laughs) That's right. It's good to laugh every now and then, right? And have a sense of humor. Oh, boy. (laughs) Artificial intelligence humor, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this was the question here, Proverbs? Yes. One and and seven? Yes. Yeah, it says here, the fear of the Lord in Proverbs one and seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. This is really a very important verse of Scripture that all of us need to to take heed of. Uh, You know, this is the the fear of the Lord is the uh, overarching theme of the entire book of Proverbs. It is the theme of the nine chapters in the book of Proverbs, and it carries with it the fear of the Lord, and it carries with it wisdom. And the day in our world, the reason why there are so many fools, because they despise knowledge, they despise wisdom, and that's why people are so messed up in their heads today and they're thinking, because they don't have the fear of the Lord. I wish I could say more on this, but I hear that music. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All, well, right. all right. Brother Gary. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. Once again, I'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So drop us a note and let us know how this program has been a blessing to you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553 Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Just remember, next week we'll have uh, the best of contending for the faith. We won't be in the studio, but you can still listen to the broadcasts and take notes. We'll be back uh, the following week. So to all the mothers in the house, we want to say happy Mother's Day and God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.